Come with us down the rabbit hole. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. As we explore the odd and esoteric. If my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking scary questions. This, this is the AU Radio Underground Files. Underground Files. <laughs> All right, creepers and crawlies, it's time to grab your torches, pitchforks, and find that shadowy creature eating your livestock and sell it to the circus for profit so you can buy some Jordans and a PlayStation. These are the Underground Files. That's exactly what I'd buy. I know. It was with your mind. I was wondering where my livestock were going. Thank you. <laughs> with me is the nail polish foot in Jeffrey Dahmer's freezer. It's Corey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I He's am wearing nail polish right now. I am. You were backhanded verbally. I, it was beautiful. That <laughs> touche. To my right is the only man in a trench coat I'll ever trust, and even then, I'm kind of suspicious. It's Ian. It's very, very wise of you. <laughs> to my left is a man whose only insatiable bloodlust is for the downfall of Jared Leto and baby metal. It's Jason. Truth. <laughs> I'm the dumb, pretty one in every slasher flick. Katie from the podcast, and this is episode eight. We're almost in double digits, everybody. We, and and we're we've this just many. Been... <laughs> <laughs> Audio mediums, everybody. Medea presents. No, no, that's never happening. Absolutely not. I don't care how much money they offer. We're I don't going to do the Tyler Perry episode of Underground Files. No, okay. Can we... over my cold dead corpse. He could be a lizard person, even if it's on my bucket list. I mean, I do what, your own underground corpse episode. Then. <laughs> Today we're actually, I'm so jazzed for this episode, you yeah. guys. I've been wanting to do this since we started. Today we are going to do our first ever serial killer episode, Woo. specifically Pacific Northwest. For I'll those be covering Captain Crunch. <laughs> oh, wrong kind of serial. Sorry, uh, no. I like oh, that. that throws stuff. I laughed harder at that than I should have. <laughs> yeah, you really did. Oh, I'm surrounded by dads. Don't encourage it. For those of you that don't, that don't know, we are centered in um, the Pacific Northwest, and so I feel like Pacific Northwest serial killers all hold this weird kind of creepy special place in our heart, and we have yeah. some heavy hitters among us. Got to um, root for the home team. <laughs> almost a, um, the two biggest places in the U.S. for... Serial killers are the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest right here. We have um, some of the bigger ones, like some of the more famous ones. Um, Big ones such as, I mean, everybody knows the Ted Bundy ones, uh, Wesley Allen Dodd, the Green River Killer, Robert Picton, all kinds. Well, it's it's interesting that you bring up that we have some of the the biggest hitters because Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, is I was doing some research last night, and he has the highest body count of American yeah, serial he's killers. Yeah, the, the most prolific. Yeah, most yeah. confirmed. Yep. Yeah, and that's something that upon not only research for this episode, but for just my own twisted curiosity, is the confirmed versus reported or confessed. He's the one that has the most. Like, no, he actually killed this many people. Mm. Like, um, yeah. what's his face? Um. Henry Lee Lucas is claiming that he killed like some 300 people, but it's only confirmed that he killed like 10. Right. Right. But that we'll get into that later about how Pacific Northwest serial killers are infinitely better. (laughs) (laughs) More proficient. No, that's, that's actually something that I, um, something that Corey and I were talking about earlier was the difference between Pacific Northwest serial killers and serial killers just in the rest of the U S. Um, they're, 
almost smarter. There's a weird... Um, people actually come here to kill people. As far as serial killers are concerned, there are people that come from all over uh, Nevada, California, even Alaska, because it's such a perfect it's hub a vacation of destination. Exactly. <laughs> destination killing. <laughs> uh, actually... Stephen Egger, he is a associate professor of criminology at the University of Houston, says even says he's uh, he actually did his thesis on it. Um, we are a serial killer hub to quote him basically because of all the wilderness you have up there. You know, you have so many different places where bodies could be hidden. I could drive out for 45 minutes out. Well, not here in Tri-Cities just because we're absolute wasteland desert but if i just want to go up to the seattle area i could just drive for 45 minutes and dump a body and i stand a very 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 good chance of it never being found yeah the forest will just devour it within a year probably yeah that's how i do geocaching so oh <laughs> well everybody needs the, a hobby you shouldn't geocache your victims Ian. well you know yeah. i how do you think gary Rudgeway found all of his later on i mean right. He had a hell of a memory on him. <laughs> uh, part of the other thing about the the Northwest up here is the um, interstate system. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hmm. Being able to just travel around and pick somebody up, get right back onto a high speed, you know, getaway essentially, but you're doing it legally. Uh, that's. I think that it is interesting to think about it as like uh, just because there's more open spaces here than there are on the East Coast, where it's more densely populated. Uh, not only are you more likely to have a spot to be able to ditch. A victim, but you're more likely to be able to find someone isolated that you can take. Yeah. That's, I had never considered that before. Well, there was, I'm trying to find, I was trying to find their names because I don't, I don't remember them, but there was a pair of a married couple that were truckers and they were like a, a trucker, a trucker team so they could make longer hauls and stuff. Mm -hmm. But between here and Spokane, yeah. They picked up three or four women in the 70s hmm. and killed them just on the, the – I don't know what else they did with them, but it was a, yeah, it was a big thing. Hmm. And that's one – I can't find it, and I was trying to find their names, but I remember it pretty vividly from the 80s. That's terrifying. That wasn't the I-5 killers, was it? No, no, okay. it was between – it was 395. I-90. <laughs> no, uh, the I-5 killer was Randy Woodfield, and ah. he uh, killed – Predominantly in Cali and Washington, but he has about 40-plus confirmed people. Just skipped right over Oregon. Figured that was Bundy's territory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, something – so I actually made a list of the, of the uh, top states as far as serial killers are concerned. Just the most amount of them are uh, Oklahoma, Utah, Texas, Louisiana, Oregon, Washington, California, and Nevada. Or no, California, Florida, and Nevada. Forgive me, did you say Alaska in there? No, Alaska's not in there. Okay, from the research I was doing, per capita or like per population mm -hmm. density, Alaska actually has the highest density of serial killers. Right. Not, not the highest number necessarily. Right, But yeah. like per person in the, the state, Alaska is just ripe with serial killers. That makes sense too. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I mean, this so we is have not... what, the, the fifth and sixth spot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this, wow. this is not to disparage any sort of any sort of states at all if i honestly i think that if yes. your claim to fame is you have the best serial killers then you have some serious issues which we which we all admit to but dude 
No. So as far as like the Midwest and like even the South serial killers, something that I'm finding to be very true as far as like the Ed, uh, Midwest and Southern ones like uh, Ed Gein and Henry Lee Lucas and all of those guys down there and even um, uh, John Wayne Gacy. It's very like they're not the smartest of killers as far as that con- that's concerned. They're not as uh, manipulative. They're not as um, creative with it as compared to Pacific Northwest serial killers because they're like ours are almost more like hunter it's more of a sociopathic or even psychotic game whereas with a lot like with the Henry Lee Lucas and all of them it's just well my my daddy showed me how to kill a squirrel once and I really liked it so I just decided to do it to ladies because I couldn't get a girlfriend that's not Kentucky was a weird time for you Kentucky was a really (laughs) weird time for me well I find I think my favorite example of that that I'm familiar with is Bundy because Bundy, even after he was arrested, broke out of prison secretly just to kill people, just to prove he could do it, which is insane. He did it twice. Right. And the the first time was for like a week or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And the second time was for like three or four years. Yeah. I think it It was was a long time. And (laughs) he was, he was a fascinating person. Yeah. Like I, that guy was. I don't know. There was a a charisma to him that is kind of what I always thought people saw in Manson. Yeah. Like by the time we saw Manson, Manson was a kook, right? He just right. was going to lose his shit and be, yeah. be weird, and right. he, he was always going for the insanity thing. So he had to be as weird as possible, and that's whatever. The guy was a nut job, but he, Bundy had that like. Koreshian, like cult leader type of look to the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and he could have he he. You could just see that he was somebody people wanted to believe. Yeah, when he, when he talked to him, you know. So something I I actually disagree, and I don't know how much of this is um, knowing who he is and what he does and everything. But uh, last night I just spent an ungodly amount of time listening to his interviews. That dude is like the most unlikable guy to me. He's just <laughs> like like he's just sitting there like very calm and very and talking about how, you know, he just liked killing people and how uh, everybody has the capabilities of doing what he did and how, you know, he understands yeah. that it was wrong but he doesn't really feel anything about it and it's just dude, he just strikes me as a tryhard. Like he I think part of it is because you can just tell how much he was digging, talking oh, about yeah, it. He was, like, yeah. like it's just like shut up. Like you can, no. for me at least, and I don't. And again, this might just be because I know exactly who he is and what he did. It's like he's just such a bullshit. Like, yeah, I can see that. Like they're, they're bragging shut at that up. point too. Yeah, <clears throat> they're bragging at that point too. Because if you think about it, this is like uh, that person's deepest obsession for yeah. years a lot of times by the time they become a serial killer that's been called. Yeah. And they finally have an opportunity to brag about it, to talk about it, and to I mean, like, imagine your favorite hobby was something you couldn't mention to anybody. You had to keep it secret. Oh, boy. And then years later, finally somebody calls you out on it, and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you, you have... You wouldn't be able to hold it back. Yeah, and you have thousands, if not millions, of people clamoring to know, like, 
how you tick and what's inside your head, people are like basing their yeah. entire college career on you. That's yeah. a thing too. Well, it kind of yeah. goes back to the hunting thing too. I mean, hunter stories and fishing stories, that sort yeah. of thing. You know? Truth. So yeah, that's an excellent point, Jason. I hadn't ever considered it that way. Do you think that Midwest serial killers kill people because there's nothing else to do there? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> like confirmed. <laughs> Like, there was not a bit of hesitation with that. <laughs> Do you think that, like, like Dahmer worked at a candy factory and went to nightclubs, and that was basically my his favorite life. favorite thing about Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that, Which like... Which one? That he went to nightclubs? No, that he worked at a candy <laughs> factory. Candy factory. Okay. It just makes me so happy. Do you think... I imagine like, it like Lucille Ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jack Owen Spillman. Uh, was where they called him the werewolf butcher. Yeah. Look out, Ian. <laughs> oh, no. jeez. Oh, uh, he he <laughs> killed all kinds of people, um, but he was uh, including a nine-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and was And that nine-year-old girl was my ex-wife's best friend when she was nine. Wow. <sighs> and they were, they were, they hung out, and, like, she was normally with her, at mm-hmm. the the park where mm-hmm. he kidnapped her from. Oh, my God. And she, like, missed school that day or something, so she couldn't go. She wasn't at the park that day. Oh. Or else, you know, who wow. knows. But Dude. Yeah, really weird. That was a weird connection because she followed that, that his whole trial. And every time he came up for parole, like, yeah. she followed it intently. But he's serving life, so. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, you know, I kind of look at serial killers like uh, lightning strikes. You know, yeah. you, you never... Can you pick them out? I mean, is there any unifying trait as far as just being able to look at somebody and say, okay, they're definitely a serial killer? Because right. I tend to find those people are just bedwetters, really. <laughs> but I guess that's I one think, of the traits. I think, so, no. I think, I don't know how different this is for you guys as far as, like, you guys being dudes versus me not being a dude. True. The, like, don't for me, <laughs> for me, inherently, I just kind of have to assume everybody is a serial killer for my own safety's sake. So I think I might be a little bit more aware of that. I have, so I've always had that kind of, not intuition of like, that person is definitely a serial killer, but every single time I have that like weird, like my hair raises up on the back of my neck, mm-hmm. and I've known that person for an extended period of time, I don't just see them in passing. I have never, ever, ever been wrong in my life. Never one time have I like seen a person been like I have kind of a weird creepy feeling about that guy and been like no turns out he's totally fine always been a creeper always been a diddler always just like something like you, you know you pointed at me twice and gestured at Jason at least once Corey's safe but <laughs> sorry guys what are you doing later Jason <laughs> I, I get winded <laughs> driving my van around Ian. <laughs> oh when I was um <sighs> When I was in high school and my mom was like, what kind of car do you want? I was fully intending on getting a full-blown, like, serial killer van. Like, just a creeper van that was, like, rusted over, no windows, as a joke. To which my brother promptly told me, you know you're going to get pulled over all of the time. Dude, I... Because... (laughs) So I used to have a roommate who drove a van that was very similar to that. Right. It had the two bucket seats in the front and then just nothing in the back. Mm -hmm. But it was carpeted. Right, we, he was a security guard, and I was I was in surveillance at a casino here locally, and uh, you know we were t- the late shift, so from like around two thirty three o'clock in the morning till six in the morning, 
got real slow most Mm -hmm. days. And so he would pass his time by taking his breaks and going and playing the claw machine. Mm -hmm. Right? He had somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 to 300 stuffed animals in the back of his van. (laughs) 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 One day my car car battery died and he was like, hey, do you want to ride home? I'm like, sure. I opened the back of his van to throw my backpack in it and I was like, I'm not getting in your van, homie. Like, I don't, <laughs> nope. I, you never go to a second location with a hippie. Like, I know this. What are you about a size 13? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dude, Just no. the kind of vehicle you don't want to leave your DNA in at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Just don't drop a hair in there, Corey. Nope. Don't do it. No. It's... Oh, God. That, no, absolutely not. Oh, God. So, so other than charisma, would you say you noticed any other like or like the charismatic stylings to it? Are there any other like thematic similarities that you found for like different locales of of killer? So uh, the Is, one there's like are there uh, killing styles that are preferred in certain areas or anything like that, or were there any uh, that you found particularly interesting? That something way? that I found with a lot of Pacific Northwest serial killers versus like Midwest or Southern or uh, even East Coast serial killers is their ability to lead double lives as far as like the duality of their life. They're actually more common for Pacific Northwest serial killers to be married and have kids and have successful Mm. careers and everything while going out and butchering people versus um, Ed Gein and uh, Panzram. Well, Panzram's not maybe not the best example, but um, just people that that's their entire life and that's all that they do. Loners, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say uh, the there was one that jumped out at me that I didn't realize was a Northwest hmm. uh, native, but John Allen Muhammad yeah. uh, from Tacoma was the, the sniper in D.C., Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I didn't realize that he was that he was from the Northwest. Like I, I don't slip past me. Oh, it it always strikes me weird when a serial killer uses a firearm for some reason. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not normally that way. Yeah, I mean it happens, and technically the definition of serial killing is you've killed more than what two or three people the and, same way. Right. Yeah, it has to be the same way. Yeah, otherwise it's mass murder. Gosh. Right. Well, I think a lot of that. It. I mean, there are different reasons why people have different MOs and everything but as far as like uh, some people just they just like looking at somebody as they kill them and they like it like that but Son of Sam for example he just didn't like being close to people he actually tried killing people with a knife and he was like I don't like it it's not like (laughs) it's it's, literally it's just icky it's not like the movies where he was (laughs) like I just like one and done. And he was uh, 38, right? I think so, yeah. Is that what he used? That's yeah. right. He's yeah. a unique case, too, because he didn't necessarily, like, like the drive to kill didn't come from within him. He thought he was being given commands. like From, from his, his dog, dog, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. that was a, not to be, well, actually, but um, ah, that. So, man, explain it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he told different people different stories. He, like, didn't have his own personality. So if any, so if, like, a religious person came up to him, he was like, oh, no, it was demons. Yeah. Demons told me to do yeah. it. Or if a psychiatrist, I was like, dude, cut it out. What actually happened? He was like, dude, I just like killing people. Like, just d- d- whoever, whatever that person wanted to hear, hmm. 
that's what he told them. I, I that's cool like that the that. game was never over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Uh, I was actually talking to John about this the other day wow. when I was doing research for it. And um, I think that it's actually harder for somebody to be a serial killer now versus like 30 years ago. Definitely. Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. not even a question. John is it? actually disagrees. Um, but whatever. We don't care about his opinion. Well, um, his point? So it's easier for them to hide it now. Yeah. How? I don't think so. I think everything's a lot more public now than it used to be. I think, yeah. I Access think to his technology. Basis, I, I think that's part of it. I think that um, they, because they have like this very distasteful way of putting it, but Hall of Fame of serial killers and what they did wrong. So I'm actually shocked. Mm. Maybe okay. I shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by all means. <laughs> we can cut it out. Okay. So I'm actually shocked that. There hasn't been a social like I know there was a Facebook stalker right thing, but I'm yeah. really surprised that there hasn't been a social media killer, at least spree killer. Like yeah. there's with all the the way things work out and people do these crazy things just to get their name in the news, mm-hmm. you know, those horrible destructive things. I'm really surprised that there's not somebody who's done it. Like made a plan of I'm going to go from here to here to here to here and kind of make a long but document it the whole way just using Instagram. Yeah. Like I like I can see that coming. Yeah. With yeah. with the way mentality is, I think that, that's, and I really don't yeah. want to be the one putting that idea out right, into the yeah. world. But that's what I mean. Like, but it may not have come from you, man. Don't worry. I think that um, <laughs> part of the reason why, and and I do think that it's harder to be a serial killer now than it was 30 years ago because of that exact thing is when you get into the um like egotistical serial killers that like want people to know what they did and want people to be scared of them and want to hold the country in terror Mm. um they can't help but document it and there has been decades and decades and decades of people dedicating their lives to preventing this exact thing and have like doctorates on how to prevent these things from happening and if there are people who start like methodically killing people there there are um safety nets to prevent that and catch them very quickly is why i think that there aren't any more there why there are less serial killers than there were do you do you think that the pervasiveness of it in our entertainment sphere that has created maybe an extra wariness that makes it more difficult for those things to transpire. You know, like yeah, more people, guy... more people are like, "Hey, there's a creepy guy in a van," or yeah. you know, or yeah. the obesity problem in America because fat people are hard <laughs> to kidnap. Like, there's all kinds of things. The, if you see something, say something mentality kind of. Yeah, yeah. If a guy yeah. walks up to you me know, on crutches, like, "Can you help me load this in my car?" I'm throwing bricks at him. Go away. <laughs> we haven't even touched on the fact that forensic evidence is a thing now too. Yeah, and that absolutely. it's possible. It's a lot harder to escape. Uh, a crime scene cleanly than it used to be. Definitely. Well, yeah. oh, and on the, on the opposite side of what you were saying, Corey, as far as our media, um, it may be such a thing that the bloodlust is getting satisfied now. Through, through. Right. Uh, oh, God, are we blaming the media? No, 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 no. He's saying that it I'm actually. I'm saying it's the opposite. Plays, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I get that. Well, people are like live streaming killing people. Yeah. Like on Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, so that's it, what I'm saying. If you want to yeah. see that, you don't necessarily have it's. Forgive me, but this is the closest metaphor I can find. It's pornography, essentially. It is. You know, you, yeah. you get the release without having to actually go do the work. On some yeah. on some level, I agree with you, but then I feel like that kind of disregards the element of escalation to the point where that's not enough. 
well, for somebody. That you know, that's that's a good mm-hmm. point. Although maybe you start with you know paper cut videos and you move all the way up to dog killings. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be checking your browser history. After the <laughs> you guys know what it's time for. It's time for the Reptilian Report, everybody. The segment of the show where I out a lizard person. I'm so excited for this one because Ian is so mad. I know what's coming. <laughs> we, I don't know. I don't either. Right. So, um, I, Ian actually helped me with a little bit of research on this. Um, <laughs> we talked about SoundCloud rappers, but um, we're actually going to talk about one of the rappers that isn't necessarily a SoundCloud rapper, but it very much fits that aesthetic that I actually really like. Um, I dig him. We're going to talk about Post Malone today, everybody. He is <laughs> I really, really like Post Malone. How you would. How? I love Jesus. him. Dude, Beer Bones and Bentley's is a banger, and I don't care what anybody says. You're okay. wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I made Ian listen to Beer Bones and Bentley's Jeez. this morning, and he's so mad at me. It's the worst. It is the worst thing ever. <laughs> It's Gucci Gang bad. It's real it's bad. It's not Gucci Gang bad. Yeah, Richard Sad, are you serious? He's a maniac. Oh my god. Tell me, okay, why don't you take it away and tell me why he's a well, maniac? First of all, people like him, which is the the first thing that <laughs> freaks me out, which makes me think he's got yeah. this weird reptilian hypnosis power where okay. he's just brainwashing the masses. Oh, so I'm just I'm just a sheeple at this point. That's point? correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you host. And <laughs> the croc deal that he just ran through. <laughs> <laughs> they sold out in what, like a day? Yeah. Oh, that's a little oh. too on the nose. Crocs. Crocs. That's what I said. Crocs. Wait, 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 wait. Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has an endorsement deal with Crocs. Uh-huh. Yes. Get the. F- <laughs> no. So, something that um I thought. So this I didn't know I could hate somebody this much. Oh God. So except I, for Deborah Messing. <laughs> which spoiler alert is li- reptilian report for next week just kidding no but um so i've seen a lot of interviews with post malone he's a, i he and i would be best friends honestly he's just as into conspiracy theories as i am roughly so get him he's, on and then we can insult him to his face no yes. you guys be nice to post malone but no he's um he's really into conspiracy theories he loves ghost hunting that's like his favorite hobby ever um he's a total doomsday prepper he spent so much of his money on just making this like beautiful compound for when everything when it Be- goes down beautiful compound. <laughs> no it's actually really nice Come on uh, down to Waco. Just because we're in the uh, apocalypse doesn't mean we've lost appreciation for aesthetic. That's true. Exactly That's true. me. Um, so do you want to talk about the Dibbuk box there, Ian? You know what? You can take this one if you want to, Katie. So um, he, again, he loves ghost hunting. So he went and was like, what's the most haunted thing on the planet? And I don't I don't remember exactly where it is, but it's this super haunted thing called the Dibbuk box. You guys can... Mm-hmm. I, I actually was just day, looking yeah. at oh, it the other day. Perfect. Um, and he, a buddy of his touched it, which you're not supposed to do, I don't think. Um, and he... And all kinds of sh- happened to him? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He, car crash. His, he got in a car crash. Uh, a place of his, an old place of his got robbed. He mm. almost died like twice. Didn't something happen on his plane too? Yes. Yeah, plane. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Um, then... <laughs> So what I think happened is there's this weird sort of like reptilian 
karmatic thing happening mm-hmm. and like all of his like chakras are getting like short circuited. Do you think because- maybe he's like a defector? from the reptilians like he's he's going off script and they're getting mad at it yeah okay so whenever so whenever they um train lizard people to integrate into society they give them all of these amazing skills um he's actually like an amazing guitar player like he went to uh les paul virtuoso and just like sat down and jammed with him and stuff and this like 60 year old italian man that's just like an amazing master guitar player is like dude if you told me this kid was a rapper i wouldn't believe you so his reptilian elders were like, we're going to teach you to, you're going to, you're going to influence music. You're going to do all of this. And then he's like, nope, getting face tattoos and singing about beer bongs and Bentleys. I hate him so much. So much. Uh, So much. I love you, Post Malone. I'm noticing a lot of uh, cultural appropriation by the lizard people. Oh, Oh, yeah. (gasps) Jamie Kennedy is my Oh, he has to be. Right? Yeah. Uh, Jamie Kennedy's sad. <laughs> Jamie Tell me Kennedy about it. He sad. makes me sad. <laughs> did Did any of you guys catch the video that got posted on uh, YouTube from the time traveler who brought the plant from the year 6000? No. Oh, no. cool. <laughs> Can we get high on it? I, I don't know. You'll have <laughs> yes. to ask her. Um, her clothes are amazingly modern. Okay. Yeah, well, they would for, have to be if she wants to integrate. Yeah, so uh, she's quite prepared. Um, What's the plant look like? It's apparently this has been this has been going on. It's we. It looks like a, a silver thing from the dollar store. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God. you got to watch the video. If the future is the dollar store, you can kill me now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, I'm not eating frozen steaks for the rest of my life. Ew. Yeah, those Ew. things are nasty. No, yeah. I'm sad. You gotta thaw them uh, first. One of, one of my favorite stories from the past oh, week. Oh, um, thank you, Ian. <laughs> You're welcome. For a, for a, like five to six mile stretch of the Delaware River. Yeah. Um, there's a weird music that people in New Jersey are reporting to the cops, and it's like keeping them up at night. Jazz. They call it. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> Uh, the, just a calypso band. That was a perfect setup, Corey. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was. It's beautiful. Ja- do you like jazz? I do I do? <sighs> so anyway, uh, it's a weird. They're describing it as a sickly heartbeat sound. Weird. Ew. That just pulses, and I was so it's Skrillex is what it does. <laughs> no, and. Uh, <laughs> But apparently people like it's all over and there's people there's all these weird recordings of it. Uh, but people were talking about how it was rattling their windows. It was so loud and just out of nowhere. And then it's gone. And then it's across the river. Like somebody else will report it going the other direction. I think it's just people driving with their stereos really high. Yeah. It's just one guy in a little <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Listening to war. Sickly heartbeat. Just mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> did you see did you guys see the uh, thing in Puerto Rico where they believe they found the remains of a gargoyle? Do tell. <laughs> I, that's pretty much it. Just, is they found the remains of what they think is a gargoyle. Just it wasn't just like a a chimpanzee with some wings. No, it's a goofy it. looking lizard thing, and it, it very well could be something. But they're saying that it had uh, it had been attacking the town the year before, huh. like killing chickens and taking off with goats and shit. 
And then they found the remains kind of mummified in the dirt. I go on vacation one time <laughs> and everybody loses their mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're like, it's, oh, they're calling it kind of a flying chupacabra. We so. Oh, creepy. They fly now. So it's like Piranha 2. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a worst case scenario. <laughs> Brought to you by James Cameron. <gasps> really? Truly. Oh. Sorry, dude. Uh, I wasn't even thinking. All right. <laughs> oh, man. I think that about wraps it up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for being here. And thank you, listeners. Join us next week while we read your birth charts and tell you exactly when and where you're going to die. Spoiler alerts. It's on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> next week on The Underground Files. You've been listening to AU Radio Underground Files. Music is provided by Cubby, PurplePlanet.com, and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. If you'd like to contact the show, follow us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook at AU Radio Podcast, Instagram at AU dot radio, or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com. You can also support this show and all the shows on AU Radio by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Network. Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. Thank you.